Hello, everybody. Matt Mentley here with the weekly Wisconsin Sports Show. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. It is January 9th. Happy 2020, everybody. I took a month off of the podcast. Feels really good. I'm sure you guys kept up with everything beautifully, but I am happy to be back and excited. Went back to Wisconsin and Chicago for the holidays. Had a great time. Very happy to come back to the beautiful... It's like a mini... Spring of my own, you know, to go from Wisconsin to L.A. It felt like spring the first day I was back. It was quite beautiful. But great to see everybody. A lot more people listening than what I thought. So thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you're having fun. And as always, you can let me know you're listening. Even when I had my old podcast with Betsy, people wouldn't say anything online, but when I'd see them, they'd be like, oh, that's a cool show. The only thing that matters nowadays is if you tell people online. So I think Nick Hoffman rated the podcast four stars. That is the one that is the one review that I've gotten. But it's fine. I appreciate you listening to this anyways. So I'll quickly go through a little Brewers news, a little Bucks news. But this is going to be a Packers uh, playoff preview. This is a huge game coming up this weekend. So I do really want to dive into that and get a little bit into the NFL playoffs. So let's kick it off. We got a lot to get to, and I never want to make these too long for y'all. The Milwaukee Brewers, just a sprinkling of news. They're losing people. <laughs> I don't, this team is going to look very different and interesting once we get into the regular season, which, by the way, is less than three months away. But uh, Jimmy Nelson's gone. Eric Thames is gone. Uh, Moustakis is gone. Those were the big uh, defects. Now, those guys didn't have that good of seasons. I'm not too sad about this. But, oh, also uh, the catcher, Grandal, uh, went to the White Sox. The Brewers are going to construct their teams around Hayter and Yellick. We know this. So I'm not too concerned about letting these ancillary guys go. They are replacement level. Thames was very hot or cold. They did get Justin Smoke from the Toronto Blue Jays, which from friend of mine, friend of the pod, uh, the Canadian ladies, Lindsay, did say that Smoke was a fan favorite. I don't know what that means. Big power hitter. Uh, not much in... Uh, in regard to batting average, but in 2019 baseball, that doesn't matter anymore. You got to pop that ball out of the park. So Justin Smoke, welcome to the Brewers. And they signed a Craig Council extension for three years. So Council's the guy, beloved in town, embracing analytics, knows what it takes to win. He is a champion, as we know. So that's all the Brewers news. Uh, you know, they had their winter meetings. Those are over now. They're going to make a couple more moves uh, before spring training starts. And then, as I said, we got the season in less than three months. So that is exciting. While I was away, the Milwaukee Brewers continued to dominate. They are still the best team in the NBA. The two big 
games that I missed while I was away. They did beat the Lakers in that big game. The Lakers were at full strength. It was in Milwaukee. Very exciting. Very good win. And then on Christmas Day, with everybody watching, my family doesn't really watch the NBA. So when we get together, I feel like, uh, you know, it's just something that's passing through their homes at that moment. They pay attention, but they're not really plugged into the NBA. More of a college uh, uh, type atmosphere for them. So it sucked that the Bucks uh, didn't play at their full exciting potential. They looked terrible. I mean, not only for my household, but everybody else sitting around on Christmas Day hoping to catch a good game. But I will say this about it. Sometimes... The ball's just going into the net. Sometimes the bat's just on the ball for the other team. Sometimes the forces outside of your game plan, outside of what you can control, just take over. Philadelphia hit a record amount of threes in that game. I think it was the most that they had ever as a franchise hit in terms of threes. So when that happens, you're going to lose to that team. Like, sometimes the stars just align and things happen. It's okay. It was a bad loss. Get it out of your system. Move on. It just kind of sucked it happened on Christmas. But we're going to be seeing a lot of Philly down in the stretch and probably in the playoffs. So not too concerned about it. Plenty to be concerned about. But for me, eh, they got lucky. They hit a bunch of threes. Whoop-de-doo. Bucks do that as well. So just calm down out there. The Bucks are the first... In the conference, as I said. So it looks like the number one seed is going to go through Milwaukee. I did go to Pfizer Forum. I didn't get to go to the game, but I went down there, saw the stuff they built, etc., etc. Looks really cool. The Deer District. It's really what they're trying to do with all these stadiums. Have a little community around where people can watch the games and shit. So that was pretty cool. But... I want you Bucks fans to be supportive. We got to support this team. We got to get, if, if the road to the Eastern Conference is going to go through Milwaukee, let's get rowdy. Everybody out there, drink your Miller lights beforehand and show up to the game. I am, I am excited. We're like four, four months, five months away from the playoffs. That's the thing about the NBA. The playoffs are just so far away. We got until May to, to, to think about this and, Parse it apart when I just really want to get there. They are they look like one of the best teams in the NBA and can uh, make a run uh, as these three or four teams that are right up there can as well. Bucks have zero losses in the division because, as I keep saying, their division sucks. It is just garbage pail. So, uh, hey, they beat up on bad teams. They lost to the Spurs last week. Again, those the Spurs hit the most threes that they have this season. So, yes, it's going to happen, but whatever. Uh, they beat Golden State last night. They're looking good. They got a little West Coast swing here, so you know what that means. Your old pal Mad Medley gets to watch all the games at night. Uh, they're actually on at 7 p.m. here, while all you guys uh, have to wait until 9, 9.30 each night to watch these. I get to watch them in the comfort of my own home at, in an evening setting, so I am excited about that. The game last night against Golden State was at 7 p.m my time made some dinner had a had a nice little night watching the buckies go 
So they got a nice West Coast swing, as I said. They got some upcoming games against the Sacramento Kings and the Portland Trailblazers. And then a couple days later, they play the New York Knickerbockers. I'm going full-on sweep with this. <laughs> I, I really am. Uh, this isn't rocket science. They're the best team in the NBA. They're playing a couple crappy teams. So let's get to it. Let's, let's destroy these teams. I'm having a great time. Great buck season. I also, while I was back in Wisconsin, got to go to a Wisconsin Herd game. I'm loving what that stadium brings to the table. It's funny to go from... You know, the Staples Center in L.A. or even the Pfizer where it's just like you have a million concession stands. People are, 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 are serving beer all over the place. There's a little outside area for everybody as well, which is what they're going to be doing in Oshkosh, Wisconsin for the herd. I heard, I heard, I heard that they are going to be building a bunch of uh, new restaurants uh, new housing around the stadium, trying to make it like a mini deer district. That'd be really cool. Hey, I'm all for local economies thriving. So I, uh, it was an almost sold out uh, uh, Wisconsin herd game, but it was a lot of fun. It was packed. People were into it. They gave those uh, little things that you like tap, like like tap like that. So everybody was just going nuts. It was a lot of fun, and I hope it keeps up the energy in Wisconsin. Also a fun uh, fun thing to see. The only big difference with the G League that I found interesting was, other than the last five minutes of the game, if you get fouled, if it's a shooting foul, they skip the first free throw and just give you a point, which that's got to throw off the percentages and stuff. But I guess for the G League, nobody cares. They would never be able to do that in the NBA. But that was the biggest difference and also the four concession stands <laughs> that they had. But still a great time. If you're in Oshkosh, you got to go to a game, support the herd. It was a lot of fun. So let's get to the Green Bay Packers. This is what it's all about. It is playoff time. The Packers sweep the division. I always like to say that. So we got to beat up on on the terrible Lions, Bears, and Vikings. Seattle terrifies me. Now, one of these days I do want to do maybe when things are slow or boring or I get another Wisconsin person in here to talk about this. I do want to go over the most hated franchises because I've talked about it before with the Giants. They're definitely sniffing around the top five. Seattle, in my in this decade, I would say, has got to be in the top five for the Packers. They have ruined things. It all started with that fucking Hail Mary that was bullshit that they fucking lost on Monday night. We all know the story there. And then it, it ballooned into these playoff losses. And then the, other than the Packers Super Bowl loss, the second most gutting loss, and there's been a couple have been that NFC Championship game they lost to the Seattle Seahawks a couple years ago. That was a winnable game. They came back. I don't have it in front of me. I've erased it from my brain, or I've tried to, but I remember the fake the fake field goal that could have been prevented. That went for a touchdown. Russell Wilson's crazy two-point conversion where he ran around and just threw up the fucking ball and somebody caught it. 
That was the game that afterwards I was on the Fire McCarthy bandwagon. I hated it so much. The Packers made so many mistakes in that game. Could have put them away nine times and didn't. And that was a beatable New England Patriots team. Hey, Seattle came down to a goal line interception to beating them. That to me, is a is the closest that we've gotten in the Aaron Rodgers era to a second Super Bowl for him. That was a really good team. Packers had beaten the New England Patriots earlier that year in a really good game. And it was all spoiled by fucking Russell. I just wrote fucking Russell Wilson. I hate him. He's so nerdy and smug. And I, I just... I, I, I seethe when I see him, mostly because he's really good, mostly because he's the only guy on that offense that makes it go. So let's talk about it. I, they have to obviously get rid of the scrambling. I've oddly watched a lot of Seattle games. I mean, not oddly, I guess their games are night games like all the time. That team is not what it used to be. That defense is not what it used to be. They lost a lot of pieces. They've lost a lot of pieces on offense. They don't have a running back. I am not concerned about 36-year-old Marshawn Lynch. 25-year-old Marshawn Lynch, scary, right? I, I He had six carries for seven yards in the last playoff game. So I, I I don't care about the running game here. I do care about DJ Metcalf, who the Packers easily could have drafted in any of those early rounds. Would have been a nice little weapon for Aaron Rodgers, but fucking no, he's with Seattle. Okay, fine. But I've been watching... Uh, just Russell Wilson makes plays. He's a winner. He's a great quarterback. And when you have a great quarterback that... Is really good. You can't deny that it's going to be scary. It's going to be a scary Sunday when Russell Wilson starts running around. I, I'm just going to freak out every time. So, moving along, let's get to the Packers here. That's enough about Seattle. I hate them. The I, I want to. Hey, listen, I'm no I'm no insider, guys. Okay, I just love the Packers. I've been doing the I've been watching them since Favre's first game, pretty much. There is something up Aaron Rodgers, but okay, I don't know if he's mad that they don't have the weapons that he wants. But in that Detroit game. He just didn't look like he was very stoked to be playing football. And I understand this happens, right? Uh, these guys work their whole lives to accomplish things, and Rodgers has accomplished them. MVPs, a Super Bowl win. I don't know if he's just bored, which is possible, but like... That Detroit Lion game was real weird. He also might have aged quickly. Listen, Tom Brady, people like Tom Brady, people like Jerome Bettis, people people like Jerry Rice, where they play until they're like 40 years old for the game of football, which should be physically impossible. It's just possible Rodgers is old. It's possible Big Ben, Aaron Rodgers... Uh, Philip Rivers, all these guys, 35 to 39, are just bad now. <laughs> it's just, but, oh, I'll throw Drew Brees in there as well. But 
Would I rather have a 60% Aaron Rodgers or let's say, I don't know, I'll think of something off the top of my head, Mitch Trubisky? Uh, no, of course, I would rather have a half Rodgers than a full Trubisky. So same with Breeze. Like, do you want a full Breeze? Uh, take him over, uh, you know, just off the top of my head, Matthew Stafford or something. I, I don't know. So I, I don't know what's up his butt. We'll see what's up in uh, when they play Seattle in the big game. Maybe something can wake him up. Darius Smith is going to be the key to this game or one of the big keys. If he plays like a monster, like he has been, I want to see him in the backfield. I want to see him sack Russell Wilson at least one and a half times. He has been playing amazingly. He's been called one of the best free agent signings uh, of the offseason, which you cannot deny. This defense is completely different. So he is going to be a key to the game. Two other uh, big keys for me, Aaron Jones, as I've said multiple times, Aaron Jones, the winner of the weekly Wisconsin Sports Podcast uh, Award uh, several times. Uh, If it wasn't for him, they definitely lose two more games. He is so good and so vital to that. And we'll get to a little uh, more on him just a, a tad later. But Aaron Jones is more important to me than Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I think he is the vocal point of that offense. And then watch the corner play. Uh, uh, Alexander and King have been good but inconsistent. And so that's going to be the key. When Russell Wilson does his little flip flat flippity flute eyes and, like, scrambles around back there, uh, can Alexander and King hold up in coverage? That is going to be Hayeja. On the other side, we do have Kirk Cousins playing. Now, as I've mentioned on this pod, they uh, I do do a little bit of gambling. I listen to a Sharps uh, podcast every single week. It's about an hour and a half, two hours long. I make some bets based on that. And Kirk Cousins, uh, the thing that they uncovered about Kirk Cousins is he wins like I'm making up these numbers. I did not write them down in front of me. My apologies. But he does very well Sunday noon games. Okay? People say night games, blah, blah, blah. Here they are. Okay. That's fine. Go even deeper than that. It's noon games on Sunday he does really well. All the other times, he's terrible against the spread and terrible as a quarterback. So what was the Saints game last week? A Sunday noon game. Did Kirk Cousins play really well? Yes. So I'm predicting a San Francisco clobbering of the rival Minnesota Vikings. And I'm fine with it. I don't like playing division teams three times. I think it'd be really hard to beat the Vikings three times. And when you see Cook and Thielen back in the lineup, they're so good. Packers did catch a break in that second meeting that neither of those uh, two players were playing. So I do think San Francisco takes care of biz. And I kind of do want to see San Francisco again. They're a young team. Sometimes young teams, this isn't their year. And they slip up. And I know they got their ass kicked. But hey, You get your ass kicked so you can get on the horse and try again. Uh, And then finally, 
There's a big, great Ringer article about Aaron Jones. Check that out. It is a little longer, but it's very sweet. It goes into uh, Jones's past, where he came from, his twin brother. It's really fun. So that is on theringer.com. Got posted today. Ah, I got to pick something, and then I got to get the hell out of here. I, I think the Packers lose. I I. Just Seattle haunts me. So it's either Seattle haunts me enough to pick against the Packers, or I don't know. They just they just seem to have the Packers number. But I think this is the biggest test in the playoffs. I'm actually more confident if they do get to the NFC Championship, uh, who they're, whoever they play on that. But it's just the fucking Seahawks. Well... My time is up here, folks. Thanks a lot for listening. And if you can, once again, just rate and review. I also have started to post It's Always Sunny Season 8 Breakdown with the very fun Arisha. So, listen, folks. Have a good week. I'll be watching it at one of the Packer bars here in L.A. And we will catch you next week. Take care, everybody.